You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. What's up, fanboys and boys and fangirls? This is Mike and Mike and Mark, LRMOnline.com, bringing you another exciting episode of RM TV Podcast. This episode, we've got a lot to cover. There's been a lot going on this week, and we are going to discuss everything about it. We're going to talk about the DCCW shows like normal, where the status of uh, Flash and Arrow are going into their month-long break before the season finales. We're also going to break down WWE's biggest show of the year, WrestleMania 33, talking about what we're looking forward to and what we're not really looking forward to going into Sunday night. If you don't have the WWE Network, make sure you sign up for it because you get a month for free. So basically, you get to watch WrestleMania for free and also get all the exclusive stuff that's on the WWE Network. If you don't know where to go, go on LRMLine.com, look for the WWE banners, click on it, it'll take you right there, sign up, bam, takes you less than five minutes. Um, we're also going to be breaking down uh, the Justice League trailer. What works for us? What doesn't work for us? Uh, this was a now that we've been through Batman versus Superman and a couple other um, Suicide Squads and so forth. Are we really trusting the DC trailers to deliver for us? Um, so Mark and I are going to be discussing that, and, and then let's talk, kind of talk about a funny but sad story with the Power Power Ranger premiere. How Jason David David somehow, some way, got, got kicked out of the movie and didn't even get to see the end of it. Um, and kind of where the setup is now for Power Rangers on television and in the film industry. So uh, make sure to tune in every week for the LRM TV podcast as long as our other exclusive stuff that we got at LRMOnline.com. Thank you once again, guys, for listening. Here it is. I'm just uh, watching a little uh, X-Men Days of Future Past right now. Oh, really? I'm, uh... Yeah, it was on TV. It was on TV, or it was on FX yesterday. and I, Well, it was today, too, I guess. So I recorded it because um, I, I haven't seen it in a while. So just watching a little bit. What would you rank that one? Like, would you, I, like, I put, like, probably X2 number one and that one probably number two. Yeah, yeah, I would I would say the same. I was just about to say that. It's funny you said that. Um, yeah. yeah, I like it. Um, yeah, I would definitely say X2, um, this one. I haven't seen Logan yet, so I can't really put that in anywhere. But, um, you can't you, – like, I'm going to tell you right now. You can't it's put not the Logan. Same. Logan. It's not the same. It's not a, it's not a mutant X-Men, X-Men movie. Yeah. movie. It's its own uh, – it's kind of like the Wolverine is its own thing. You know, you can't really put I it gotcha. with X-Men. I would probably put X-Men first class after this one. Um, I really – like, I, I know that gets some, like, bad – 
I don't know, like not not the best kind of review sometimes, but I really liked First Class. Oh, I mean, I think it didn't get like stellar, stellar, but it was a good like like. It's one of those, you know, like we're in the dawn of reboot eras and stuff. Stuff. I think that's yeah. the one that, yeah. that did it right. You know, they they didn't try to right. Re, yeah, re, uh, they didn't try to reinvent the wheel and do something drastically different. They just got a younger cast and told it's kind of it's almost like it's this if you'd put the older cast members in that movie it would have been still a good movie you know they didn't right, try to right, yeah you know do something dramatic with it and stuff uh, yeah. yeah no i agree uh i think i probably would have put the first x-men number three then first class. yeah that's the uh, those two are kind of if they're the, they're close the two that i had there right. yeah absolutely and i think that tells you how well first class was is that if it's right there with the the original X-Men, that means it was a good movie. So Yeah, absolutely. I, the only, like, sticking point that I have with the first X-Men movie, and I mean, it, you know, I can't hold too much against it because I, I remember seeing it in theaters. It was so awesome. But, like, the, the like, end plot point was just kind of odd where Magneto was wanting to, like, convert everyone. everyone. Yeah. yeah, that was just kind of weird. Yeah. But, I mean... For the time, I mean, what you know, for the time it was awesome. No, yeah, I mean, that and then the time when the when when came out, I hated the the, the lure outfits, but now yeah, that I look yeah. back on it more. It's probably best they went with the leather uniforms than like the all black leather uniforms. Then try to do the spandex outfits and try to recreate yeah. the comic books and stuff like that. Especially during that time, I don't think it would have like. It wouldn't have I don't, I don't think. It, yeah. yeah, I agree. So. Yeah, completely agree. So, going from a great movie like Days of Future Past to what happened this week in the TV show shows. Um, uh, it was, I, I just didn't think it was that great of a week. <laughs> it was, so, here's what I thought. I mean, it wasn't bad. I just thought it was like, eh. Was, Supergirl was good. I don't know. Flash, to me, was okay. Legion, yeah. uh, Legends of Tomorrow, good. Arrow, I'm still, I'm still on the fence about it. Like I don't, I, I really think that like the the episode of Arrow is the same episodes that we get from seasons three and four at the at this point of the year. Yeah, it seemed like mm-hmm. it was a, like a broken wreck and wreck. I've seen this episode before. Oliver does something. He doubt doubts himself. The team comes in. They tell him. No, you're good. You, you know, you're still the Green Arrow in our eyes. And he's like, "Oh yeah, you're right, guys," and then gets back into and gets back on the saddle. No, I agree. I think I don't know. I just so there's um when I wrote my article, there's um uh, someone with the username Cronks who always writes in af- after it, and he's it's always really good. And mm-hmm. he he did mention or he she mentioned something that um. I, I didn't quite think of which gave it a little bit more of a highlight, which um, was he. They just kind of said that with um, Oliver and Anatoly, it was kind of cool to see that both of them went down this like dark path that neither of them thought they would go down. Right. And it kind of took both of them to realize that. Um, so that 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 part of it was kind of cool, but. Um, I didn't mind the Bratva part, but it's 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 once again it's the Team Arrow part. Like, whenever Team Arrow is the focus, it's just not a very entertaining episode. 
So, it's not a bad episode. It's just not an entertaining episode to me. This is what got me about the, about the episode. I was okay with almost every, everything. And I, li- I actually like the Anatoly Oliver storyline, you know, past mm-hmm. and present type deal. It pissed the living hell out of me that he literally goes back to Lee and you by choice. He wasn't stranded oh, there. Yeah. He wasn't put there, you know, at, like by, you know, Argus or anything like that. That this was literally, hey, I've been gone for five years. And if they find me in Russia, everybody's going to be like, what the, what the hell is going on? So th- throw me back on the island and it'll come back and act like, like, oh, I've been here this entire, entire time. Get at it. That, to me, was a disgrace to the actual original storyline of Green Arrow. Of being stranded? Yeah. Yes. That to because, me- I, you know what, I thought, I w- during the first two seasons, I wasn't sure, like, exactly how prevalent the flashbacks would continue to be you know Mm -hmm. but i actually liked those the best in season one too and when when arrow first started i thought that the flashbacks would last on the island for an actual five years right which i honestly would have been fine with compared to what we've gotten you know what i mean but yeah to make it be like okay well i'll go to the island and then they'll find me it's like wait what in I think that's another confusing thing because if you look at season one and two, it was like a handful, like it was Slade, it was, you know, Sarah, Oliver, and then, um, you know, obviously, um, like. Well, Leanne, you, you turned know, into the, like, by, by the end of what, season four, Leanne, you has turned into he, the. Um, James Bond villain hideout outplay. It seems like every yeah. villain says, "Oh, I can build a a, a massive, you know, uh, structure place and raise an army here on Lianyu." And Oliver just happens right. to land on that one island. Right, and it's just like it. And then it went from this whole like deserted island. I have to learn to survive on my own. To there's it's fairly inhabited by people like how would they know that he's there yeah it, right. it made this really weird turn that i didn't quite understand um and i i don't know my my just you know my hold with the the team era thing still but it's just you know if if the focus is on team arrow and the green arrow himself is not in the episode, it's just usually not an entertaining episode. Yeah, no, and I, agree. I obviously, mm-hmm. I obviously understood and it made complete sense why he wouldn't have been green arrow in this episode. I get that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But you know, do, do more with the broad fire or do, do anything else. I just, there were so many awesome questions that I had after last week and none of them are really touched on this week. And I think that's been one of the issues with Arrow is they they don't balance their momentum very well. Right. Like they'll have these episodes to really get it going. I'm like, yes, this is awesome. And then all of a sudden it's like an episode or two that are just kind of – like I said, not bad episodes but just kind of you know, blah. I mean it ended pretty cool obviously with uh, Chase – you know, Whistland, it's a beautiful morning. That was pretty Yes. That was pretty cool. But like rather than that, I mean there wasn't a whole lot in that episode, especially coming off of last week's episode. You know, if if I almost feel like since Arrow uh is going on that little like month hiatus like Flash, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I I almost think that like if they would have ended with like last week's episode, that it would have been, been yep. it would have been better. Yeah. So I, I mean, you know, it is what it is, but I just I feel like they've had some kind of um balancing and kind of consistency issues because obviously every season I know every season is not going to be like action packed twists and turns, you know, because every season, even one and two obviously had their either filler episodes or those that would build on it, but it did a good job in building into those other ones rather than like it. And I think the thing that once again frustrated me with this was, okay, they had a really cool concept, right? So you have Oliver, he's like, no, I'm, you know, I mean, even the title of the episode was disbanded, you know? So it's like, all right, he's calling it quits with the group. Makes sense. I understand that now. And then you're like, okay, maybe he'll go back to more like how he was during season one. You know, that makes sense. Right. But then it, it took 40 minutes at like one conversation with Diggle, you know, to be like, okay, well, never mind. And it was just kind of like, you had something that you could have gone with for, you know, a little while longer or maybe even into the next season, you know? And does it, it seem like, like nope, that's that? Does it seem like the writers basically like for Arrow, and it's starting to seem like this for Flash now, yeah. that they they figure out point A and point Z, but everything yeah. else in the middle they just kind of throw the letters around and like let's just see what happens. It's right. It doesn't seem like there's a <clears throat> rhyme or reason to how the episodes flow anymore. You know, yeah, it, it, it seems it's, like they have. Yeah, I think that's right. For me, it seems like they have like. The beginning and the end of a season figure out mid-season finales and crossovers is right. like the mm-hmm. focus. But everything and else then, is just a jumble. Yeah. And it just doesn't – yeah, it just doesn't seem to – So like an Arrow's perspective, right. like Artemis in the middle – like or she starts off in the beginning of the season and every single episode, she turns heel, then gone. Then comes back for one episode – then gone again. Gone. You know. He's like, what just happened? Yeah. Just, hey, and like I said, I'm not even... guys. Just wanting to remind you right. I'm still alive. Right. And it, I'm not saying they have to have like a huge role in the next episode or anything, but like, you know, m- maybe just like a subtle, not like that sparked interest because right. then, you know, we're like, okay, where was she? And she's heel again when she thought we were good. That's awesome. So where's she been? No answer. You're like, no. Well, what? And, and but then I think that's why. I think that's what made like Flash season one and Arrow season two so great was that the sto- every week the storyline built up and built up for like yeah. Flash. Yep. It was the build up of who was the reverse Flash, and you right. know, in the way it was great. And then it was and it was the the big twist and how Eobard had had taken Wells's body, and then you know and that was then it was the game changer of does Barry go save his mom? Same thing with uh, Arrow season two. We think that um, we think that Brother Blood is the the main villain for the first half of the season. Then at the mid season, well, bam, we get thrown with Slade Wilson's really the bad guy, and then it's this buildup of how Slade just messes with you know Oliver's mind and leads to you know his mom being killed right in front of him, you know, which is still right. one of the greatest episodes ever. Oh yeah, and then and then it's the, it's the you know, classic finish with him, him fighting Slade in the past and in the present at the same time. I think that's that's what made those seasons so great. And now, 
the, the and here's the reason why so many people criticize you know Arrow now and starting to criticize Flash is that they've got the beginning, they got the end, they've got the the like the crossovers he said, but everything else does not make sense in how it's it's laid out. Right, and I don't. <clears throat> Yeah, like I said, I really think it's a balanced thing, like you were saying as well, because, and I thought Arrow did a great job with it, actually, the be, the first half of the season, mm-hmm. because you had Tobias Church, who was like, you know, the new guy in town, but you had these little drop-ins of Prometheus, tiny right. little drop-ins of him, right? <clears throat> and then after Tobias Church, you know, was killed and Prometheus started to become, like, out in the forefront, it, it was still fine because it it seemed balanced and then all of a sudden it was like prometheus went away there's all this other focus on you know team arrow and this and that and then all of a sudden prometheus came back and it was adrian chase but then the focus was on adrian chase more so than prometheus right it, it just like i like i get that adrian chase is prometheus but i want to see prometheus again like that you know what i mean it's right. kind of the same way that i felt about like what I just said about um, Oliver and Green. Like, I mean, I like seeing Oliver, but like, you know, you're watching it for Green Arrow. You want to see Prometheus. Like, otherwise, it's just, I don't know, just some sort of, you know, almost like a political drama with, you know, the yeah. mayor and the DA and this and that. And, and I agree with uh, you. It's, it's more like it's psychological, but it's not Green Arrow ish and stuff like that. Um, right. And, so I know that a lot of people didn't really like the the Raz Al Ghul storyline. You know, I, I didn't. I, I didn't think it was. I think it was been the Slade Wilson storyline, but I actually liked it. it. I didn't think it was you know horrible. But I like. I liked it because it was Oliver having. He had to train and had to learn how to beat Raz Al Ghul. Like he when he right. faced up with him at the midseason finale, he got his ass kicked and almost died. And so it was. Yeah being trained to be able to take him down, but also play this psychological game. And I think that's what's missing, you know, that, that green arrow part of, you know, how do I defeat a guy who's my match, my equal, you know, stuff. And Yeah, the, I mean, the main focus has been kind of Mayor Queen and him trying to, you know, hold on to Star City from that point. Right. And it's it's okay, but like I said, like, we're watching arrows to see green arrow, you right. know? Um, so it, it, like I said, it's not that the episodes have been bad. They're not bad. They're just, I, it, they're just inconsistent. Right. I feel like 100% agree. Yeah. So I, I don't know. And so what do you think about this? So obviously you saw the, Oh, well this tie into two things. So one, you saw that, um, Katie Cassidy will be back as Black Siren. Right. As a regular. So she's going to be in the last two episodes of this season and then right. a series regular. So she's going to probably convert to the good the good guys and be another person on the team. So we got two Canaries. It, that's what I was just going to say. So why even bring in the other Canary in the first place? Yeah, that seemed I, like – uh, what I think would happen was is that they were in contract negotiations with Katie Cassidy and not sure if they could sign her back on. And so they needed needed him sort of canary involved involved, and that was you know that was their way of re- replacing Katie Cassidy, yeah. bring you know the third black canary onto the show. Um, 
Yeah. And but and now so, that she's coming back, you have to keep her as Black Siren. You can't convert her to Black Canary unless you get you you get rid of the current one. So right. Yeah. So that I've, that was kind of surprising. Um, so then the other thing was, and I wrote about this in my article that I don't know why they keep doing it, but they in the promo clips they keep spoiling everything. So. For instance, I mean, we already knew about the Black Siren one, right? That one already happened. Right. Now, this week, like, we obviously knew Anatoly was going to be in it. Like, that, the promo clip showed that right away. And that's cool. It was interesting, all that. And then if you watch when Oliver is in the, their headquarters and there's, like, a pillar in the way and he's talking to someone. And it's kind of extended, like, you can't tell who it is. Mm-hmm. And it's like they wanted this big reveal. It's obviously Anatoly. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the whole clips, you know, had that. And then when Oliver punches Diggle later, like, that was in the clip. That was – it's just – I feel like I, – I get it. They want to create hype. But at the same time, I feel like they're – the all the hype is in the promo clips and then the rest of the episode just really isn't living up to it as much. I'm not sure why they keep doing that. No, I, I agree. I don't know either. I mean, that's, that's like one of the things that just, I, I just, I, I don't understand the direction why they would do it. Yeah. So we'll see, I guess. So, so with that, I kind of feel like with arrow, or I'm sorry, it, what Arrow is kind of doing, I feel like Flash is having some of the same sort of consistency issues. Well, it, I don't think it's as bad, because uh, kind of when I was, you know, let me put it this way. I haven't finished my review of it yet, because it's so, it's it's weird. Like, the past couple of weeks, it's taken me a lot longer to write my reviews for the shows, because I, I don't know exactly where I stand with them. Um, yeah. Because it, they they come out with... Two great episodes with Attack on Gorilla City and Attack on mm-hmm. Central City with Grodd. Then, following those 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 two episodes, they do they do the Savitar episode where Savitar tricks Wally West and he he comes, which I thought was a good a, a great episode as well. Then it's the episode of getting Wally back and it's you know the going down memory lane type deal and you know Barry's atoning for his sins and then you have Jake Garrett come back and. I thought was, you know, it was an emotional one. Then right. you get the musical, which was the total opposite direction. It was good, right. but it was, um, you know, something that was, I don't, I don't know if it needed to be right then and right then and there. Then you get this episode, right. the, the Magician, which this is something I, I don't understand why the writers do, but it, it's a one and done, another one and done villain, you know, yeah. um, that... You don't get a big backstory on them. You just get a very basic, you know, he's a criminal or blah, blah, blah. He needs to go to jail. Yeah, from Earth or whatever. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The guy, you know, outmaneuvers Barry for the first 30, 45 minutes. And Barry finds some sort of extra speed inside of him. And then, boom, gets a little bit faster and captures his, his man. You know, and what's sad about it is that there's no there's no thought anymore into taking down the villains. Like remember season one, Barry would you know they you know that oh, he, yeah. he created uh, the tunnel the tornado effect with his arms. He learned how to throw lightning. Yeah, he had to figure something different right. out almost it was, to defeat every guy. Exactly, there was a little bit more thought to it with the old or the wells that was Eobard Thawne, You know, 
is that they he would right. teach him a new trick. That is that's gone now. It's just mm-hmm. all right. We'll just have Barry run a little bit faster and phase through something, and that's it. There's no rhyme or reason to it anymore, and that's where I'm kind of like I'm really confused because because you had four great great episodes, and and then it, it kind of you know, you had musical which was scheduled. I understand you know with. with when you are right. doing a crossover event with you know another show, you, you kind of have to go at whatever the schedule right. mm-hmm. best fit, and that's that's understandable. But then you get this one, which I thought was great potential because sure. it was the magician, which is a an old school villain from you know the golden age of the Flash, and I thought well, you know maybe they can you know turn it um, into you know a, a tie tie in Jay Garrick or something or something sure. like that. Yeah. Something like that, kind of like what they did with the trickster, you know, with right. him. Didn't do it. They just kind of threw him in there, which I thought um, David Mattel I can't think. I can't pronounce his uh, last name, but I thought he did a good job playing as a magician with what yeah. he was given, you know. Um, but then it sucked. It, it was like you didn't know what he was there for until at the very end. He wanted a time machine so he could go back to his time. And all you knew was that, hey, we were villains. We're villains in the future. No shit. Everyone is villains with Barry <laughs> in the future. I, like, throw something, something at me. You know, it's right. reverse first flash, Savitar, you know, the Pizza Hut delivery guy are all villains of Barry <laughs> Allen in, in the future. And, and yeah, finally, right. at the very end, Barry says, I'm going to the future. Well, dumbass, you should have went back in like season two or season one when all these people were saying we're villains in the future, you know. Yeah, and it's especially like, man, what what did the hell does Barry do to piss like everyone off exactly. in the future? You know what I mean? Like, everybody's coming from the future to like get him. You know? Yeah, I mean, seriously, it, and still, I, we I still think, don't know what he did to send that message to Rip Hunter and Larry and Les to say, "Don't trust me. Don't whatever you do. Don't don't trust my like uh, what I say or whatever." Remember when the the big the big cover event that was that was that caused everybody to distrust Barry was that he sent. Rip Hunter a message saying not to trust me and it's Barry from the future and stuff. So there's still something going on. That right. Barry's gonna like be. I swear he's the way it's gonna set it set it up is that Barry's gonna be running to the future or to the past. He's gonna trip on a rock and he's gonna end up like killing some sort of fly or bug that's gonna alter the universe and stuff. It's kind of like that episode no, yeah. of The Simpsons when well, Homer goes back in time and steps on a plant and it changes the, the you know the entire timeline. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So, that's right. Yeah, it does sound like that. Um, I think my thing with it is that <clears throat> I, I feel like Flash is kind, at least with the main villain with Savitar, is kind of running into a little bit of what Arrow did last year. And I, I don't mean to compare it in terms of quality because uh, this season of Flash is much better than Arrow season four. But mm-hmm. what I mean by that is. Um, Savitar was introduced fairly earlier in the season. And I, I just, I feel like sometimes when the main villain is introduced extremely early, it's difficult to keep the anticipation of them. Right. That makes sense. Like, so Damien Dark was, you know, there pretty much the whole time for season four. So like, yeah, we know who the main villain is. We see him almost all the time, you know. Um, 
and I don't feel like there's a ton that they can often do with them. So like, that's where they actually, I think arrow did well this season with Prometheus, right? Kind right, of put him yep. in a little bit, I agree kind of that. little teases. And now they're bringing him back in more, but there's still an interest because we're still trying to figure things out with Savitar. You know, he was there earlier. We know who, well, we don't know who he is, but we know like of him and at least what his mission is. And, so I feel like from, I don't know, let's just say November, I'm just throwing that out there. That's probably not that, but let's say from, you know, November, December, we've just continually been wondering like who Savitar actually is. Like we know that he kills Iris. And so what now is kind of the thing. And so each yeah. episode, we're not really getting any more about Savitar. Yeah, no, no. I mean, is basically now we just are waiting for who Axe Avatar really is. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. And right. To be honest, I could care less. I, unless it's like Joe West from the future, I honestly could care less. Yeah. I. I mean, I yeah I can't think of. It, yeah, it doesn't have the same feel for me, and I don't know if it's because it's been sort of the same thing each each season, you know, but. I don't, I don't know. I think they're trying to do this big reveal, but it doesn't have quite the, the um, anticipation that the past seasons have had. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? mean? Like who, who was in the Iron Mask or whatever in season two? Not basically. And, yeah. yeah, that was to me was not a big surprise at all. I mean, we, right. I mean, we all had it basically narrowed down to either Jay Garrick from another. Uh, another Earth, or you know, th- everybody thought it was uh, Barry's dad and stuff like that from Earth Two when he went and stuff, mm-hmm. which ended up being somewhat like Barry's dad, but just Jay Garrick that looked like Barry's dad. Right. Yeah. You know? and so, um, yeah. So you know, like it's just that's that's just writing in my mind. It's like, right. You know, is having having an idea that you're going to leave a big suspenseful suspenseful moment and let it try to last for four or five episodes, four or five episodes when it really shouldn't, you know, cause think about it. The best villains so far, you know, on all the Arrowverse shows, we've basically known who they were right up, you know, at the beginning. Um, even with reverse flash, we knew it was Wells, Wells are on. We just didn't know the whole twist plot with Wells being right aboard Thawne. You know, but it wasn't, you know, that was its own little twist that we weren't, you know, that that deserved that long drawn out. But we knew that Reverse Flash well, was Wells. Right. And that was the cool twist is because what was neat about it for me was each episode I'd be like, yep, it's him. Then the next episode I'm like, man, maybe it's not. And then it, right. it was it was that it was back and forth. Like, is it him? Isn't it him? And that's, like I said, what is been you know kind of lacking so i think once again i think it's just kind of pacing and balancing just in a different way right you know um i mean when when it's worked whether it's flash or arrow or whatever like i said you know season one you know you didn't even think of the dark archer didn't even come in until halfway or even past that you know same thing with slade wilson and 
So it gave it much more of a balance. And I think sometimes when they introduce them early and I know they tried to do it with Dr. Alchemy, like you're thinking that was, and, and that you right. know worked for a little bit, but then ever since avatar has been in the picture, not much has really been done with them outside of, I mean, you know, obviously the huge, like killing Iris, but like, even that's been this kind of drawn out thing. I mean, that's the thing too, is if Barry saw the future where, where, you know, virus is killed. Like what, why is he just now being like, I need to go to the future. Dude, that would you be know, my first thing. He's just like, yeah, go, go to the future. But like at a different, you know, like what? The, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that Like that would have been my first instinct. Like, Oh, wait a minute. I went to the future. And I was trying to say wife die. Die. Or, you know, my potential wife die. I'm going to go back there and two flashes are better than one. And we'll stop them at that point in time. You know, that's, that's basically it. That's all I need. You know, but right. hey, that's, that's too easy. Um, so going mm. on to like, on that. And like my thing is, the ep- I mean, I don't think the episodes in Flash or Arrow are bad. You know, I want to get that out there. I don't think they're bad. Like, I don't look at I think they're like, inconsistent. Oh, is- I think yeah, just, yeah. And it's not. Absolutely. It's just storytelling is is inconsistent. Right. Is that we're we're yep. we're being thrown in all in all directions each week. Yep. Um, agreed. Yeah. Um. Speaking speaking of consistencies. All right. Legends of Tomorrow. You know, to me, one of the, probably my favorite show so far. Watching, um, out of all the shows I've been watching, this is the first time I I kind of I had a bad taste in my mouth at the end of the mm-hmm. episode, and it all dealt with the Arrowverse style uh, of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it, I thought it was a great episode, and I thought if this show was by itself, had no, no tie-ins whatsoever to Flash and Arrow, it would have been great. But here's the deal. At Doom World, from, created by Eobor with the Legion of Doom, where it's basic, basic the bad guys win, right? If this is the new, alter, if this is the new alternate universe, however you want to put it, with the Spear of Destiny, wouldn't the shows of Flash and Arrow reflect that as well, or shouldn't have they? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think this is where this is finally where the trick up of having all these shows tied together. You know, you could make an argument that's a different Earth. Um, but I don't. I don't. I didn't hear. Did Did they ever mention that? Like, like we're in a different like. Earth, Earth universe, like maybe Earth ten, ten, Earth twelve, or some of that. Or th- if they did, I didn't, I didn't pick up on it either. Right. If they did, okay. So that's the only thing that kind of bothered me at the end was that because uh, so the way I thought the episode was going to work was that Mick gets the spear, they set everything back to the way it was. So then by the time Arrow plays to Wednesday night, it's like okay, it was only a hiccup of maybe a day, right? You know, and everything's put back into place. So then what's going on in Arrow should be going on. But it didn't. So then that means the Arrowverse should be changed to reflect of what's going on in Legends tomorrow. And it didn't. It, it, to me, it's not a humongous ordeal, but when you're trying to do something like as big as what DC's trying to do and CW's trying to do and have everything connected together and you're doing these crossover events, it's something like that with that's going to happen on Legends, unless you work its way around it and really explain, like, hey, this isn't the Earth 1 that we're used to. This is actually Earth 5. You need to announce those things. And so 
Like, yeah. Uh, the episode by itself was great. I loved it. I mean, it was funny, you know, seeing Mick, Mick you know, being kind of the, the hero, the anti-hero. Yeah. Um, you know, every time he got punched and stuff, you know, that was funny. And you'd, you'd <laughs> convert somebody back to from the team to the reality and they'd punch him in the face. Um, I know. He's like, if I get punched one more time. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to punch back and stuff. So, but yeah, I thought, yeah. you know, um, and I loved Wentworth Miller as Captain Cold. And it was interesting to see Heat Wave and Cold's relationship, how it's starting to fracture. Um, yeah. You know, and it, it would. What do you shows, think when. Uh, go for it. What do you think when Cold um, um, froze. Uh, oh my gosh, I can't think of her name right now. Um, Oh, Frozen Maya. At the end. Yeah. Amaya, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Oh my god, um, that was crazy. I didn't see that coming. No, I, really I did not see that coming either. That took me by surprise. Like that was a wow like a wow moment. Yeah, so really kind of uh which I thought was interesting and well done with um with the Legends writers because that was very, I mean, you know, in the back of your mind, or at least in the back of my mind, I still kind of had this like, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe, you know, Cold will like come back as well because he was, you know, a part of this and you just never know. And that right there was like, nope, he is, he is, he is old a Captain bad yeah. guy. Yeah, yep. he is a bad guy. Yep. You can definitely tell they did not pull him out of the timeline from when he was with the Legends. It was no. well before then. And that was, oh, yeah. That showed me that, like, like you said, that showed me that the the writers got they got that right, you know. Yep. Um, but that, like, the and everything how it worked out, it was great because even the the alliance of the Legion of Legion of De- was fractured, and that's a true oh, yeah. re- that's a true representation of any com- comic bad guy team up is that it works out well for a while, and then over you know time. The bad guys get too greedy, and each one wants yep. the power for themselves, and then they end up breaking up. And it's truly, you know, they did it right. And Eobor, you know, leading the team and everything that, and and being the speedster that he is, is threatening to kill everyone if they cross him anymore and stuff like that. That perfect. It was funny to see um, the Jax as the uh, like. Work uh, the the like vice president of you know, Star Lab and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. Yelling at Star. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so no, I, I mean, I thought it was a good episode. Um, uh, one of the things that I'm on, I honestly keep getting confused about is when, like, how many episodes is left for one show compared to another show? Because I felt like. Last season, they were all pretty much like in line. And when one would take a break, another would take a break. But like, I feel like because I think Legends started at a different time because their season finale is next week. But then Arrow and Flash don't come back till like the end of April. So like, I'm just <laughs> I keep uh, like, yeah, forgetting so when like, I think how many what, episodes are left. Or yeah. Anything like that. So I think what ended up happening was that because. Legends was originally supposed to be a summer show. That was the original lineup. So they were going to test it. Out. So they te- remember because the first season didn't debut till after winter break. It was after in January, and it led yeah led straight through until about May June. Then they had to do a quick turnaround to because they renewed it for season two just like that. So, I, I scheduling wise, it was 
it, it remember when they announced, announced doing the big crossover event the only show that um that got um their schedule really thrown out of whack was legends of tomorrow because everybody else was like Supergirl, right. Flash, and Arrow had all worked their schedules out so that they would have the block timing made available. And so I remember that with Legends, it wasn't as easy. So they had ended up, I think, having to rearrange it and stuff like that. Um, but then also it got moved from th- Thursday to Tuesday night when it came, when it came from uh, um, a break for so that, what was it, iZombie could come back. Um, yeah, the originals and stuff. So, I think next year you're looking at a full slate. It's going to be same amount of um, same amount of episodes because Supergirl's got the same amount of episodes as Arrow and Flash, and they got signed on a lot later. So I think it's okay. just just because of the the original thought process for Legends was that it was going to be tied to the Arrowverse, but it was going to be a summer show, so you would have a year round. Right lineup of dc show show but then the popularity was so good that it changed and they wanted to, to put a, a pull in with arrow and flash and be able to do, do those big crawler events um at the same time and everything sure. so that makes sense yeah oh yeah so yeah it's weird that next week will be the um the season finale for for legends but we still have like a good solid five episodes for arrow and flash so that's what I thought, yeah, because I After thought that went into, into May. So, yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. It's one of those weird things. Um, yeah. So, a couple uh, interesting things happened this week. Um, Justice League trailer finally came out. What would you think about it? Oh, yeah. I am um, cautiously optimistic. Ooh. Is that a good way of putting it? Okay. <laughs> um. <clears throat> I was really excited. Um, I think it looks awesome if they go the route I think they're going to go. Um, but in the back of my mind, DC has always had, had really good trailers. And, I mean, here's the thing. I still, I'm still i a DC fan, so I still like Suicide Squad. I right, still like yeah. Batman vs. Superman. I, I completely understand people's gripes about them. I'm not saying, you know, I'm also realistic, and I'm not saying that they're like these amazing movies or this and that, but I still like them. Um, but I, I, I know I really think that justice league looks good. And if they follow some of the, um, if they take inspiration from some of the storylines that it looks like they're going to take uh-huh. from, um, I think it has really good potential because, you know, I was actually talking to Hunter about it cause he was asking me about it. And, you know, he really doesn't follow the comics. I'm like, well, if it's going the way I think they're going, here's what I think. And I told him and he was like, well, that's a fairly easy concept to understand. Mm -hmm. And if they want people to like it and to really enjoy it, it's got to be a fairly easy to understand concept. You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah, Um, I mean, so you don't don't want to make the same mistake you did with Batman versus Superman where it's all over the place. Right, exactly. And I think that with, um, like I said, I th- I think for me, w- the route that I think they're going is obviously there's the mother boxes. Um, it looks like from what we've kind of talked about before that there might be that, um, you know, before um, 
kind of the the clip from the past or something where you have like you know uh the amazonians and maybe the atlanteans and humans all fighting or something along those lines and i feel like it's almost kind of lord of the rings-esque where like each group holds a mother box so that you know not one entity or person has all the mother boxes sort Uh of thing um which is a which okay that makes sense that's an easy concept you know what i mean um I still think for me that Superman will be the villain for a part of it. Um, I think that, you know, he'll return much like he does in the comics. And I think either Darkseid or Steppenwolf or whoever they're going to have in there um, will be using him to try and, you know, kind of manipulate him and find the other mother boxes. I I kind of think that's why the team will come together first because I feel like that would connect to Batman versus Superman because that's where you would have a uh, flash coming back from um you know the future saying like you were right about him but then also saying like Lois is the key because you see in the trailer that Lois that is one there. key yeah there's one that one key scene where you see Lois right right and then he says find us so I feel like they almost have to come together because I feel like it's going to be like Superman and a bunch of parademons. Right. And then I think that they'll eventually, you know, get Superman to change and come back. And then they'll go up against Steppenwolf, Darkseid, whoever kind of closer, closer to the end. Right. So I, like I'm, I'm with, with you there. And I think, think here, here's my theory on it. All right. So there's two options they can do. Since Vic's, uh, Vic Stone becomes Cyborg, right? The mother box converts yep. him over to Cyborg. When Superman died, you had Cyborg Superman. Mm-hmm. I think what we're going to see here is Darkseid use a mother box to on S- Superman's body to create Cyborg Superman. And so, and so possessed. Mm. So instead of the, how sure. the com- comics were, it was a separate, separate entity. It was an alien race that took right. over as, you know, um, similar to Metallo. Instead of doing it like that, they're going to use the mother box to control Superman that way and kind of cover mm-hmm. his body similar to how, how it's with Vic Stone um, in creating Cyborg. The, the whole thing you're bringing up with the Flash from Batman vs. Superman... I think you're going to see that an attack on a pair of demons or something like that are going to try to attack and kill Lois because they're going to dark side is going to try to convince Superman or Cyborg Superman that you know Batman or you know Flash or whoever Aquaman killed Lois and that scene seeing that from Batman v Superman may not be exactly the same way but it, it's going to come back that way where right if Lois dies it's going to end up like that and Superman you know kills everyone uh, yeah and I think Lois is actually going to be part of the key even in Justice League to bring Superman back right to yep I could see that his heroic ways and like I said I don't think it, she'd have like a huge role but I think it's it's going to be um, a pretty crucial one now the thing that I can't figure out is if, you know, you and I have talked about it, is if dark side will actually be in this, but maybe like in the background, not till later right. I th- or like, Steppenwolf, you. like they've talked about, 
because if you look slowly, I was watching one of the clips and it was really slowed down when um, it shows Aquaman swimming through the water. And it looks like he's dodging something uh-huh. when it's slowed down. It looks like this large, um, a large ax that's, that's red. And it looks like one of the ones that Steppenwolf carries around in the comics. Okay. Now that could be coincidence that might, that might not be, that might not even be it. You know what I mean? Right. But, um, that's that's my only thing is I feel like if they used Steppenwolf, like it's he's not an obscure character, but I think that they would be smart to use Darkseid at least closer to the end. Like I said, he can be the guy pulling the strings behind the whole thing and then show him later. But I feel like if they hold off using him, kind of the. Uh, non-comic moviegoers will just think that DC is copying um, Thanos from from Avengers. I can see that. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you on it. if they make Superman just the bad the bad guy, then it's another Batman versus Superman. So they have to they yeah. have to throw in Dark Side somewhere. But then it's almost yep. like you're copying the, the same premise of Batman v Superman. So I don't think you can keep Bat or Superman the main villain for so long. No, for the whole yeah, yeah. right. So if they're smart, you don't see Superman till literally, literally the very end. Maybe it's it's straight up just Darkseid in the Parademons to the very end, and then Justice League shows up to to stop Darkseid, and then they release Cyborg Superman or yeah. possessed Superman. I think right, the, that's a good call. Yeah, you got to go that route because if you do anything else and you make Superman involved in this movie more than twenty minutes, then it's and he's the bad guy or part of the bad guy, then it's it's basically Batman v Superman all over again. Um, right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, what do you think about? So, like to me, it seemed like this trailer was very Batman, Aquaman oriented, trying to sell us on Aquaman. You know. Which oh yeah absolutely. I mean come on let's let's do like Aquaman isn't a popular DC character and has been ridiculed for years upon years so it seems right. like they're trying to do a lot of damage control from or not like from the movies but from just in the comic book sense yeah. of look this is a different Aquaman and it's felt like this this trailer was that it was that type of thing it's kind of like um, when Wonder Woman first came out and there was so many criticisms about Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, that the first trailer we got showed Wonder Woman taking on Doomsday stuff. Um, right. Yeah, I, I agree. So I think they are trying to do a couple things with the trailer. One, exactly like you just said, is kind of like, here's Aquaman. I think Aquaman will have a very large presence in, um, in Justice League. And really, if you think about it, that's actually not too far off from the comics. There's been oftentimes when, like, it's come down to leading the group. I mean, Aquaman's been up in the running for that. Yeah, Arthur you know Miller's I mean? been in the Justice League as long as Batman and Superman. So, so I mean, yeah, he, he's he's very much a um, um, oh, that's that's awesome. You said you know you said Arthur Miller. Yeah, you said Arthur Curry. Which is awesome. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, Because Arthur Arthur Miller is an awesome awesome, um, author. So that's still okay. So I'm glad you did. (laughs) I can't Um, believe (laughs) (laughs) it. But, uh, yeah, with that, um, 
you know, he, he is one of the, those members. So I think they're very much like, this is Aquaman. And I, I, you know, I think he looks awesome. So that's fine. Do it. Um, I think they're showing a lot of Batman because as you can tell, what they're showing of Batman in the trailers is a very different Batman than Batman versus Superman. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. They're showing more of the, not, not, but what I like that is it's not like forced comedy, really. You know what I mean? Like it works. I, I don't feel like they're making him say these certain things just to say it because they, you know, fans talked about how like, dark Batman was, but you know, like the little lines, um, you know, at the end when he's talking to commissioner Gordon, like that, that works. Or when he says to the flash that, or to Barry that, you know, his superpowers, him being rich, like that works, you know? Um, but even, even in when he's fighting, there's still a little bit of a lighter tone. And I think that's what they're really trying to push to sell it to the fans that, yeah, you know, this is going to be a little bit different of a Batman. Yeah, it seems like I don't know. It seems with the other news that's gone on, you know, um, with Nightwing movie being produced, um, and also just today uh, they announced that Joss Whedon is you know basically mm-hmm. almost locked up to to do the Batgirl movie. That this is, is we're gonna get one Batman film with with, with uh, Ben Affleck and it seems, seems like this is it. It's like they're mm-hmm. they're using up as much as they can of Batman and Justice League and everything to just maybe this is going to be the end of Bat. We see a Batman for a while. Um, you know, once, I think once the, the Batman movie gets made with Ben Affleck and whatever they decide in direction now they go with and stuff like that. Um, I, I, the way everything's working out, I couldn't, I don't see Ben Affleck staying too much you know, staying in this role much longer than that. Yeah. I I would probably see, to be honest, a Batman movie and a second Justice League movie. Yeah, is what I would maybe. Think. Yeah, I could see that. Um, you know, there's the rumors that the Nightwing movie is going to turn into the, you know, Dick Grayson taking up the mantle of Batman by the end of it and stuff like that. Um, yeah. You yeah. know, type deal. And so that might be, you know, Dick Grayson being you know, Batman, which is kind of what, you know, Nolan did with, um, the dark Knight yeah. rises and stuff. So yeah, it wouldn't be too I mean, this shocking. Is an older, right. And yeah. it is an older Batman too. Right. So, you know, I will, you know, since they've, they've come out, like said that the, remember how the original story, story of the Batman was going to be an Arkham based type movie yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now that they're kind of the, it's not 100% confirmed that they're going to do that. I almost would say if this if if Ben Affleck knew that this was going to be the end of him, why not do a you know a Dark Knight Return style Batman, older, yeah. beaten up, broken, going up against you know the Joker one last time and stuff like that. You know, right? That would be a cool way to end it. Yeah, absolutely. Because you do have an older older you have an older Bruce Wayne with this with this. Uh, this this going with it. What do you think about Joss Whedon directing uh or possibly directing Bat Batgirl? Um, I, I want to see what they do with it. I mean, it it could have potential. I mean, um, I think 
that what DC will probably try and do is seeing how Wonder Woman has gained some popularity, obviously. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, with her appearance in Batman vs Superman and with, uh, you know, all the Justice League and then her own movie coming out, um, you know, I think it's a good time to handle that. And I think also, really, that's something, uh, an area that DC has, you know, kind of one-upped Marvel in is, um, you know, with the with their use of women. I mean, obviously they have, you know, like they had Black um, or uh, Aunt Harley. Black Widow. Black Widow. And, yeah, I mean, for Avengers oh, and for Marvel, Avengers, they've yeah. had Black Widow and, um, you know, like Scarlet Witch. That's been fine, but, like, they've been, like, more supporting roles where, you know, DC has had Harley um, and, uh, obviously, Wonder Woman in these kind of standout dominant roles. Um, so why not go with it? And I think that's fine, too, because um, don't get me wrong. Like, I, Batman's my favorite superhero of all time right um and i love batman movies but i i think with you know justice league and then the individual batman movie i think it'd be okay to have a, a little tiny break from batman for a little bit yeah you know you don't you don't want to overdo it so much where it, you're just like i mean i where you're slammed with it all the time, like maybe it could work like a Bond movie. I don't know, but you know, there, there's no sense in having one just to have one, you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And I think it's smart to have a Nightwing movie. It's smart to have a Batgirl. And this is why I like Joss Whedon as his role, because the more recent Batgirl comic books that have been come out are more, um, lighthearted. Um, mm-hmm. and it's more or less, uh, you know, it's more or less, you know, not a, a a true presentation of the old school Batman universe and stuff like that. It's, you know, taking the 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 steps of like Barbara being late teenager, early twenties type idea and stuff like that. Right. And so she's still got the the issues of her. It's almost like what they're trying to do with Spider Man in the Tom Holland, um, yeah, you know, version of it where he's in high school and he's dealing with the struggles there, and they're making it you know lighthearted with it and having the jokes and the the comic relief i think if they go that route that's smart and having joss whedon what he did with avengers you know that was that you know would be a good decision and then um it'll be interesting to see see how they play out now because the lee quinn sequel is going to be um what's the name of the group that she uh with ivy uh, Sirens, um uh gotham city sirens gotham city sirens it'll be interesting to see mm-hmm. how they play that movie out now because um, if they make yeah. it too serious, and then they bring that same Batgirl into um, into Gotham City Sirens, and then it's a it's a solo movie, it'll be too vastly different. So, um, be that'll be interesting how they how they handle that now. Yeah, absolutely. So. But it does have good potential. Oh yeah, I think so. Uh, it's smart because, like you said, you said we need to have a Batman movie now because we'll have enough. With everything else, this, I mean, you had Batman the Animated Series. series. It's the best episodes were when Batman wasn't in it. Oh, yeah. You know, type deal. Absolutely. You, know, you get you, you had what we had two hundred some odd episodes of Batman the Animated Series, and probably ten of them didn't have Bruce in it or Batman in it the majority of the time, and those were you know well, just as entertaining. It's a really, it's a really cool dynamic to explore as well, especially with you know, I mean. 
especially with, you know, the new Jim Gordon that you have. I mean, it's Jim Gordon's, you know, daughter. And then you're looking at like her trying to keep that secret from him. And just there's like I said, there's a lot of cool potential with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely uh, it's uh, untapped areas that we haven't seen yet Mm -hmm. in television and in the movie realm. So I like where DC oh, yeah, goes in, in that in that aspect of it. Um, all right, so funny funny story news for a week or whatever. Did you see the story about uh, Jason David Frank getting kicked out of the Power Rangers premiere? Yes. Oh my gosh! How wow. bad is that? You're you're freaking a legend in the like like you are the Power Ranger of Power Ranger Rangers. You go to the premiere, premiere, and the story goes is that when his scene came up where his little cameo of him and Amy Joe Johnson are in the movie, yeah. he stepped, he, he gets up to turn around to get the uh, the audience's reaction, and the damn security guards thinks he's trying to record the movie and kicks him out. And they don't even listen it's to so him. funny. I mean, damn. Sucks for him. So, I know. That's so funny. Right. Um... Did you get a chance to see the movie at all or no? Uh, I haven't yet. Oh. But I'm, especially with Spring Break coming up, I'm going to try and uh, get catch up on some movies that I've been wanting to see. Did you yeah. see it yet? Yeah, I saw it. Um, How was it? It's good. Uh, like, you know, it's don't expect it to be like the this like new thing that's going to be like, oh my God, amazing deal. But as a Power Rangers fan, I mean... I was entertained. I was good. Like I could, I would definitely sit around and see more. It's kind of what I compared it to. Um, it's better than the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles remake. Okay, so you know how like that we were kind of basically going into into us. You know what? It's probably just just gonna be for the fans. It's not gonna be anything, right? You know, like it's not gonna be jaw dropping or anything exciting. And so, if you're a fan of turtles, you're gonna like the movie. So this is a, this was one that was made specifically for Power Rangers fans. So people who weren't Power Rangers mm-hmm. fans were probably like, okay, it's not too bad. But this, if you're a Rangers fan, um, definitely. Definitely. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So there's the um, the post credit scene, though, um, is basically what sets up for the sequel, though. Which yeah, is, I've read some stuff about that. So. And basically, it's I think they're going to do the green with evil um, storyline which would be awesome yeah. so the the question is is the green ranger going to be a uh, boy yeah. or girl that's what the, everybody's going back and forth about oh yeah because um some of the because rita was yeah yeah uh because Rita was a girl, like or Rita was a girl Rita's a girl <laughs> green ranger and stuff um and then the you don't see who they don't ever show you who Tom Tomber is, and so a lot of people are saying the helmet that was shown to to rep the Green Ranger more or less looks looks more you know, like a female type descript like design to it and stuff. So right, yeah, huh? It'd be interesting to see I mean, how I'd they be play. Fine. Out. I, yeah, I'd be fine either way. I just want some Green Ranger action there. Right. So what you're going to see is basically when you go see the movie, it's going to be very similar to the very first episode. You know, Rangers okay. get their powers, yeah. you know, trying to figure it all out, trying to understand all the, the, you know, the gadgets they have and the, you know, the Megazord, they have to go up against Goldar, Rita's, 
pretty badass in this. I like I like how the direction they went. They went. Um, and her and her lips actually match what she's saying. Right. That was so funny. When I went to, um, so I went to, when I went to Dragon Con and I got to talk with uh, a, uh, Billy Yost and um, and a couple other guys that were on the you know different series from the Rangers and stuff. Um, and they were saying how the show was more complicated to to film than any other TV show they've ever been a part of because you have your regular scenes that you you uh, you film where it's without any suits suits in that and then and then you go and then do mix in scenes where where they had to shoot themselves in the suits but then also splice it in with the um, whatever was the there. Japanese yeah. yeah Japanese version of it because when you look like a this some of the background scenes and the shows there's Japanese symbols and stuff in the background um yeah and then they had to go in and do dialogue overrun and so um the the person that had the hardest trouble was the the guy who did the voice for Zed um Lord Zed cuz the script yeah. would have it for Lord Zed to have this long, long dialogue or mock speech going on, going on episodes. But the guy who was acting as Lord Zed, since he doesn't have a mouth or and they couldn't see what he was saying, um, he would just try to mimic and try to time it the way he thought it would be. It would always end up being shorter, so they knew have to rewrite the script so that when they do the dialogue oh. run over... <laughs> It would it would match up to his you know motion and expression and stuff like that. It I was even fun. think about that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that sucks. And so and like Billy Yost would say like when they would do their dialogues for when the Rangers were in their full suits to cover to go over, is that they would have these long th- speeches that just again, the movement would only be like like ten seconds and they're like Shh, you know what do we do? So we have to like <laughs> get get the rush to cut things out and stuff and. Make it so, and so that's why when you watch those shows and you're like, the dialogue in here sucks. Well, that's the reason why is because the the, right. the technology back then wasn't as good as we have today. So they really had to do it based off of you know matching matching what they were watching on film, and it didn't you know always match up you know with what they had on the script. So they would have to readjust the script over and over. They said they spent so much time uh, recording dialogue that it was ridiculous. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so that's crazy. Yeah, definitely think about that. Yeah, definitely entertaining. Uh, and definitely, you know, I would recommend to go see it in theaters. It's just for the the big scene um, with the the Megazords and Goldar and stuff. Uh, all right, last awesome. thing. Last thing to talk about WrestleMania is this Sunday. All right, what's gonna? Hmm. What's the the match you're looking forward to the most? That is a good question. Um, yeah, uh, man. Um, it's tough, huh? It really is because I mean, I I think honestly it'd be um, Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, personally. Um, I think mainly because that has the best story leading up to it. Huh. Um. You know, I after watching Raw and SmackDown, SmackDown was actually pretty funny this week. Um, and you know, it, it's still the better of the two shows. Uh, but like all the stuff that Miz was doing, I thought was pretty hilarious. Dude, um, that actually was, seems like, like it's a act- real legit like feud. Like they're really selling it. I give yeah. them credit. Yeah, like when he was acting like John Cena, um, and then he came in as Daniel Bryan. I was that like, oh was funny God, on hilarious. his knees. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, you know, SmackDown is still doing well. Um, and, uh, uh, what, oh my gosh, who returned? Naomi, Naomi, right? Naomi for the, uh, SmackDown's Women Championship. Yeah. So she returned. That was pretty cool. So I still feel like story-wise, you know, that's doing well, which makes me pretty pumped for the, even though, like, Randy Orton is, like, doing some weird, crazy, wackadoo stuff, but, I mean, it obviously ties in with Bray Wyatt, so... Yeah. I'm excited to see that. Um, yeah, the only SmackDown yeah, match honest, that is, uh, hasn't gotten a lot of play time is the Dean Ambrose versus uh, Baron Corbin for the Inter- Intercontinental. It seems like that one always gets left in the yeah, you know, for the last or for a five minute segment because you know AJ Styles and Shane McMahon got gets a lot of time. Cena and Miz got like 30 minutes this past week on on SmackDown. Um, the women's championship, you know, Naomi coming back got time. So it seems like every other SmackDown match has had like enough time to build up a feud. And this one kind of should have had a little bit more, bit more. Yeah. So, I mean, that's probably it for me. I'm just, I'm not really sold on the raw matches to be honest. Um, you know, even from, watching Raw this past week, like, it's the same matches every week, you know what I mean? And it's just kind of like, uh, well, I don't know. Well, this week on Raw, it like... was a straight uh, promo video. It's almost like, you know when you watch UFC before, yeah. like, the matches start and they do, like, <laughs> the hour-long promo, you know, of all the matches and stuff. Oh, yeah. And it's Joe Rogan, like, oh, my God, this guy is amazing and stuff like that, you know. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what Raw was this week. They had literally four matches in Raw. They had no meaning whatsoever. Yeah. They lasted 20 minutes apiece, and the rest of the time was just promotional, you know, footage to to beef up. Yep. Uh, you know, Goldberg versus Brock, Jericho versus Owens. If I see another promo about Triple H boosting <laughs> up the, in the Seth Rollins story, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip. I thought it was great. I thought like when it first came around, Seth Rollins versus Triple H. Oh, this is great. But every single week, we hear the same story over and over. How Triple H took him in under his wing and he made him. Made him. Mm-hmm. Then he he turned his back, his back on him, and so then he destroyed him. All right, got it. Move on. Got it. Yeah, we got it. Right. Well, and obviously, I mean, here's the thing: Brock Lesnar is going to win because it, it's been. Um, like I mean, I know that's the way they do it. Like one guy will get a lot of momentum, but like. You're telling me that Brock Lesnar has pretty much not been able to lay a hand besides, like, one of his finishers at one oh, point right, yeah. on Goldberg. Like, Goldberg came down and just speared him, and then, like, that was that. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just... No, yeah, no I agree. I'm, yeah, yeah. I think everybody knows that Brock Lesnar is going to beat Goldberg because, I mean, I mean he's done. I mean, this, is, this contract was just for, I think, I think, a grand total of five matches. Um, he's done three already this will be number four so he's not going to hold the championship for that, that fifth and final one um and i right. don't even know if they're going to do the fifth and final one that's that's up in the air if, if he can if he makes it to SummerSlam or not i think that's what they're trying to do is make his final match in SummerSlam. but who knows yeah i don't know and then yeah triple h seth Rollins care about Dude, Roman Reigns beats Undertaker, though, I'll be super pissed. Like, oh, with everybody gosh. else. Because that's the I rumor won't. now. Now that they're, they're going to. This is supposedly Taker's last match, and Taker's going to take the fall to boost up Roman Reigns. 
And if he does Why that, oh my gosh, God help us if all. If he does that, I won't watch Raw again. I promise you that. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm almost there with you on that one. Like, I don't. There's no way. Like, come on, no way. Supposedly, this is his last match. Oh. This is Taker's last match, and they, you know, whatever, whatever the hell the McMahons are smoking, it's the Roman Reigns, you know, brand, and, and they're trying to get Roman Reigns to be, you know, up there with with the Rock, Stone Cold, Steve Austin. He, but here's the thing. So the reason why the Rock and Stone Cold were also, I mean, yeah, they were good wrestlers, but like. Also, two other things. One, their characters were interesting. Two, they were good on the mic. Right, without a doubt. Like, the, like, you, like you can have a person beat everybody. I don't even care who it is. You know what I mean? But if they're not good on the mic and their character is kind of bland, then that won't matter. I just I don't I don't understand why if this is truly Taker's last match why would you do that to him after all the years? Well, yeah, why on. would you have him lose? Yeah, yeah. Why not let him go up against Brock Lesnar and get redemption for his one loss at WrestleMania? Absolutely. And just absolutely beat him. that would be perfect. Perfect. Yeah. But I don't know. So it'll be interesting to see how everything plays out. You know, um, uh, you know I'll definitely be watching it. But yeah, if that's the one match that like, out of all the matches that that rain like if this this w does happen you know uh, yeah it'll, it'll, you're gonna have a lot of pissed off fans oh like, yeah a lot of pissed off fans yeah because basically what you're telling us is that we need to like and respect or or hate whatever Roman reigns and make him no no way not not to take her. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. After all he's done, no. So, uh, all right. Well, I think we've covered a lot. Shoot, there was a lot going going on. So, um, um, mm-hmm. wrap it off there because you know we're we're pressed for time right now. So, uh, I want to thank everybody for uh, listening on on this podcast and you know, listening to another episode. We're gonna try to cover as much topics as we can as possible. It's just a lot to talk about, a little bit of amount of time. So, but um, thank you guys for you know supporting us, giving us reviews, letting us know in the comment section um, what we need to be talking about some more and stuff. And we're going to continue uh, expanding this show and everything. Make sure you check out our other podcasts we have going on with Nine Panel Grid. Uh, Comic Uno's coming back this week. Um, she's actually sick for the past week. You know, Cat was so. Um, you know ev- that flu's been going around like you know cr- cr- around the yeah. United States and everything. So. Um, make sure you uh, check out all the, all the great stories and all the new riders, riders we got going on LRM online. Um, and just keep us in your, you know, on your playlist. And every week we'll be coming out with a new episode of uh, LRM TV podcast.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.